I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The Texas Comptroller's Sales Tax Revenue Report with Matt Ruzchek is a regular feature of the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Today, Matt Ruzchek presents the end-of-the-year State Comptroller's Report on Sales Tax Revenues for the 12 months ending October 2019. This is Steve Taylor for the Rio Grande Guardian and KDT News. We are in McAllen, Texas today. It's our monthly interview with Matt Ruzchek, Executive Director of Rio South Texas Economic Council. We meet Matt to talk about the sales tax revenues that have come into the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, as we know, the Comptroller's Office collates all this information and apportions money back to uh, the individual communities. And in this month's uh, discussion, we're really going to talk about the year as a whole because we've got the uh, year, the final 12 months, uh, all 12 months together, we've got a one-year report on how uh, different communities in the valley fared in collection of sales tax revenue. So, Matt, if you don't mind, take it from there. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. And yes, we are going to be talking about the the end of the reporting year 2019, so a 12-month report here today. For the benefits of the of the audience, this numbers are compiled of the December report, so the year-end report. But keep in mind that the Comptroller's Office report is always offset by two months. So their reporting year actually runs from November of the previous year to October of the current year. So we're talking the combined numbers from November 2018 to October of 2019 and all the times in between. So with that out of the way, let's talk about, let's see how, how we fared and how we compared to our peers. So let's talk about first about the state because, you know, the state is our major reference number that we use. So for reporting year 2019, the state of Texas had a good year. The state of Texas was up 4.71% uh, year over year. A good, solid number. Uh, for, for, for the state of Texas. Keep in mind that inflation fluctuates somewhere around 1% to 2%. So anything above that means that you're growing. So obviously the state of Texas had nice strong growth uh, of 4.71%. If we look at the valley, I'm going to look at the counties. Uh, in the valley, we had Cameron County up 4.15%. So relatively in line with the state, uh, right around the same ballpark. We had Willisie County for the year, and it's not just the county, but it's the communities in the counties combined. Willisie County was up 2.28%. Uh, a little bit weaker than Cameron County, uh, a little bit behind the state, but still a positive number. That's, that's a good number for us to have. As we look further west, the, the numbers strengthen. So the, the Hidalgo County number was up 8.39%. Very, very, very strong finish for, for Hidalgo County. And we're looking at the fact that Hidalgo County effectively grew by a 2 to 1 ratio compared to the state. Uh, so that's a very, very strong number. And Star County, a little bit fur even further out west, uh, did quite well as well in reporting year 2019. They were up 8.07%. So a little bit weaker than, than Hidalgo County, but not far behind there. Uh, also almost double the state's rate. So if we add all these communities uh, together for the Rio Grande Valley, the number as a whole is a very nice and even 7%, 7.00% year-over-year growth. That's a great number to have, particularly in light of the fact that not only is it is significantly stronger than the state as a whole, 
and a really good growth rate uh, in and of itself. It's also the second year in a row that we're in that 7% range. Uh, so having two years back-to-back -back at upper single-digit growth across the region is a great number. And I think even a better number here is the following statistic. There are 44 communities, taxing communities, in the valley. Out of those 44 communities, 42 were up year over year. That's a great statistic. Vast, vast majority saw growth um, across the region. I'm sure folks are curious who are the two that, that didn't have growth. They're smaller communities. We had Progressive Lakes that had a small drop of negative 2.45%. As the community is really small, that you know fluctuates very easily back and forth. Uh, so nothing to be particularly concerned about. And Raymondville was our second community that had a drop. Uh, I would say more of a mid-sized community, uh, but the drop was also relatively small at negative 2.09%. Uh, something they could probably easily make up uh, by, by next year, so nothing that you can, we have to be particularly concerned about. So once again, focusing on the positive here, 42 out of the 44 communities in the Valley were up. Let's take a look at how we compare to uh, our peers uh, along the border. So, once again, the value as a whole was up 7% even, year over year. If we look west, Webb County was up 4.98% year over year. So, we're better than Webb County. Moving further down, Eagle Pass, Maverick County, up 4.61%. A little bit further, upriver, Del Rio, Valverde County, up 12%. Very good, strong year for them. And the El Paso area, El Paso County, so El Paso and surrounding communities, was up 6.41%. So, in terms of percentage growth, we were the second fastest growing region on the, on the Texas-Mexico border. But because Del Rio, I'm sorry, because, uh, yes, Del Rio, Valverde County is so relatively small in terms of dollar growth, we were far and away number one. We had a great year, and we are, in terms of the dollars, the number one market does a growth on the on the uh, on the river on the on the Texas-Mexico border. Now, what do I mean by we're number one, right? What 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 does that translate in these dollars? So, if you take the comptroller's report and you kind of do all the math to to get back to the original sales, four. A reporting year 2019, all four counties in the Rio Grande Valley combined are reflecting, those reports are reflecting approximately 13395911000 dollars plus in taxable retail sales. And I want to emphasize taxable here because you have to keep in mind that not all retail sales are subject to sales tax. Actually, staple products are not subject to basic foodstuffs, for example, are not subject to sales tax, which means these taxable sales only represent roughly one-third or so of all retail sales. Uh, and most of these sales represent a discretionary spending, you know, things that you don't necessarily need to survive. These are things that you, you're not addressing needs, you're addressing wants in many cases. Uh, and so $13.4 billion, let's round it up a little bit, 
of taxable retail sales in our region. That's a huge number. That is a real economic powerhouse. Like I mentioned earlier, that's a 7% growth year over year. What do those 7% translate to in dollar figures? That translates to 874911000 plus approximately in uh, in additional sales in the region so if we round up a little more generously we effectively grew year over year in taxable retail sales or re- yeah, taxable retail sales by a billion dollars that's a huge number there's a huge number of fresh wealth coming to the community and so let's talk about you know who saw this growth who saw this growth in dollars right where where did it come from well uh, if we look at that first of all let's look at the overall market you know where do, where does, does the money get generated so here's the top 10 list of the 10 largest markets in taxable sales in the uh, in the Rio Grande Valley number 1 is McAllen Largest market generated close to $3.5 billion. It's $3,469,856,000 plus, making up 25.9% of all retail sales in the Valley. And that's remarkable. That means that more than a quarter of every dollar spent on taxable retail sales in the whole Valley actually gets spent within McAllen City Limit. It's a huge number, and McAllen's a huge driver for retail sales, not just for itself, but obviously for the region as well. Number two is Brownsville, uh, a little over $2 billion. Uh, we're counting for 15.08% of all retail sales. Number three, Harlingen, uh, just shy of $1.3 billion, reflecting 9.56% of the market. Enberg is within sneezing distance of Harlingen, also very close to 1.3 billion, reflecting 9.55% of the market. Far at number five, just over a billion dollars, uh, 7.87%. Mission at number six, uh, looking at roughly 840 million in sales, 6.27%. Westlaco at number seven, at five percent of the market. Mercedes at number eight, at two point three five percent of the market. San Benito at number nine, one point eight seven percent of the market. And very interestingly, representing the western edge of the of the region, Rio Grande City is the tenth largest market uh, in the valley, representing one point five five percent of the sales. Now let's talk about growth, right? Where did this growth happen? Well, so here are the uh, top 10 communities in terms of growth in dollar in dollar figures uh, for the region. Number one, McAllen, once again, grown over $261 million, almost $262 million, representing 29.94% of the $874 million plus of overall regional growth. Huge chunk, 30%. So it's roughly 30 cents of every new dollar that came into the market came to Macau. Number two, Edinburgh at 15.89%. 
Number three was FAR at 12.07%. Number four was Brownsville at 8.94%. Number five was Mission at 6.56%. The next community, five communities down that list were Westlaco, Donna, San Benito, Harlingen, and South Padre Island. So once again, the growth was spread broadly across the region, with the big drivers being in the big communities and the biggest driver of all being McAllen, holding almost 30% of the new of the new growth in the region. Now we talked a lot about bigger communities, but I think it's also important to highlight how the smaller communities did. So here is a a quick listing of the of some of the fastest communities in terms of percentage growth in the uh, in the region. The best performer in the region has a year-over-year percentage growth. So what ratio they grew from reporting year 2018 to reporting year 2019 was actually Lifebird. And they went up 49.86%, so almost 50% growth year-over-year. It speaks, I think, to some of the growth that we're seeing in uh, in Willis County, particularly on the southern edge of Willis County. Um, and I think it's, it's great news for Lifebird. Granjeno, it was percentage was number two, twenty nine point eight nine percent. Riondo was number three, at twenty seven point nine percent. Then we had Edcouch at twenty seven point eight nine percent, and then we had Lavia at twenty four point oh eight percent. The next communities down the list there were Santa Rosa, Alton, Los Indios, and Escobares. Escobares still growing at 16.82%. Obviously, the ones I just mentioned a little bit higher than that. So we had strong growth in the larger communities, obviously generating a lot of dollars. But we also had strong growth in the smaller communities. Maybe not generating these outrageous amounts of dollars, but are generating a very strong percentage growth. So, so there's there's a very strong momentum there. And so what that tells us is that the consumer is strong and both consumer groups appear to be strong. The consumers that are local consumers, there are locals who go out and shop, as well as our guests that come into this into this region, be them tourists from up north, east or west, as well as our friends from down south of the river who come uh, this way to shop in our region. Both appear to do very, very well, and we can see that how that impact and how those that that money is coming in the community in also the next set of statistics, and that is looking at per capita taxable sales in the region. So let me preset this as well with with, with an, I think is an important statistic. If we look at per capita income, right? How much money are we making per head in the region across the whole region? I like to leverage the census number for per capita income in Hidalgo County to use it as our baseline. Yes, there's fluctuation across the region, but let's, for the sake of this this discussion, let's assume that Hidalgo County is fairly uniform across the region. That number is $15,883 a year of income per capita. There's, there's our regional number. 
our per capita sales in the Rio Grande Valley, so in the region, are $9,741.73 based upon these calculations. It's an approximation based upon the calculations available to us. What does that mean? Well, that means we have a very strong retail market because if the argument holds that only about one-third of the sales are taxable, if you multiply that number times three, we get very close to $30,000. So obviously it's not realistic that we're making $15,000 and spending $30,000. What this means is that there's a lot of money coming from outside of our region into our region that's being spent. So that market needs to be strong, and it's particularly strong in, in some of our larger communities. So if we look at the, uh, the top 10 largest markets, let's see how that breaks down. So city of Mission, per capita uh, sales, taxable sales came in at $9,907.20. So just above the valley average. If we go to San Benito, that's $10,249. If we go to Brownsville, that's $11,018. If we go to Edinburgh, that's $12,959, so almost $13,000. That's already a significant step up uh, from, the, from the average. And those numbers get better. Four came in above $13,000 at $13,219. Rio Grande City came in at $14,470, so almost $15,000. There, crossing the fifteen thousand dollar mark, even crossing the sixteen thousand dollar mark, was Westlaco at sixteen thousand nine hundred eighty-six dollars, so almost seventeen thousand dollars in retail sales per capita. You know, many folks don't think of Westlaco as a market that attracts a lot of outsiders, but apparently it does, from the communities surrounding Westlaco as well as people from outside of the region. I'm sure. Mercedes, the community that we think of uh, usually of somebody that attracts outside dollars, stays true to its reputation at $18,991, almost $19,000. And here where his number statistic becomes quite interesting. So let's look at a market that can somewhat relate to us and also is something that you know we can relate to as a, as a as something that, that, that a market that we understand quite well and it's San Antonio so San Antonio's per capita taxable sales number for the year is $19,338 which means Mercedes is just around $300 behind well, Mercedes is only the third best performing large market in the valley. At number two, we have Harlingen actually generating $19,573 in per capita retail sales. $200 plus above San Antonio. That's a really impressive number, and I think many folks don't think of Harlingen as a market that attracts outside folks. Now, does it attract a lot of Mexican nationals? Probably some, but maybe not a huge market for them. But Harlingen definitely attracts folks from surrounding communities, and apparently also attracts people from north, from up north, who come to our region. And then back to our retail powerhouse in the region, McAllen. McAllen, per capita, annual taxable sales were $24,192. That's $5,000 roughly above San Antonio's. 
that's a huge, huge, huge number. And that speaks to the strength that we have, or the market that we have in this region. Combination of a strong local consumer and a combination of outside visitors who come in and spend their money. And McAllen, as we saw in these statistics, is a magnet for folks, and it's also a catalyst for growth and strength in our region. And why do I say that they're a catalyst for growth and strength for our region? Because if you look at it, they generate one quarter for every dollar in retail sales in the region. They accounted for 30 cents of every dollar in terms of growth and have at $24,000 a strong per capita number, you know, outpacing San Antonio at a clip uh, of $5,000. And San Antonio is not a community that's, you know, just isolated. San Antonio also brings in a lot of outside money into itself. So we, on the McAllen even outperformed them. And so if you look at that and you look at the fact that you know, we had 42 of the 44 communities in the region showing, showing growth. I think one thing that also rings true here is that if McAllen is successful, the rest of the region also becomes successful. And I think we see this, you know, when we look at the historic over several years back, that when companies invest in McAllen, retail stores and, and restaurants and so forth, and they're successful, that they spread throughout the region. And we see that trickling down to our smaller communities. Uh, and so it's really exciting to see that we have one flagship community in terms of our retail sales numbers that is not self-contained in itself, but helps to drive growth across, across the entire region. Um, and I think that that spells, spells very well for our future. Now, opening up uh, the crystal ball a little bit, you know, dusting it off and looking into the future into 2020. Will we have another year that we're going to see almost double-digit growth for some of the 7% range? Uh, I don't know. That would be really, really hard to do. Uh, but I hope that we come in somewhere between 2 and 4% growth. Uh, that we have another positive year uh, into the future, and then we see once again growth across the entire region, where the large markets continue to grow, and they help drive the growth also in the smaller markets, because in the end, that is very positive uh, for our economy. It is uh, positive for the jobs in our area. It is also positive for our communities, because obviously if communities are able to generate good sales tax revenue, then they can invest in themselves and improve the quality of life and quality of place for all our residents. So in retrospect, looking at the whole year, we did very, very well. We had a really good 2018, and our 2019 was just as good, which means it was better. Uh, we have a very strong market, 13 point, let's just round this up a little bit, 13.5 billion roughly in, uh, in retail sales, taxable retail sales generated in the region, huge number. Once again, rounding a little generously, year over year growth of close to a billion dollars, that's a huge number. And individual communities, we see strong growth from the large communities to the small communities with 42 out of the 44 communities registering a positive number year over year. That's an exciting story to tell, an exciting story to celebrate. Matt Ruzchek, Rio South Texas Economic Council, thank you for delving into the numbers and producing such a comprehensive report. Like you say, very positive for the Rio Grande Valley. And um, let's hope the next year is just as good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate the opportunity. Matt Ruzchek's analysis of the Texas Comptroller's Tax Revenue Report is a regular feature of the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.